and welcome to another episode of the Holistic Ambition Podcast. I am your host, Brandy Jackson, and I am so glad to be back together with you again. And just for anyone who's new to the podcast, I want to just share a quick, you know, summary of what the podcast is really here to do. This is a space for Black holistic mental health, wellness, and lifestyle conversations. And my goal as your host is to help Black women elevate their minds, bodies, and spirits to the highest capacity for health and wellness as a lifestyle. So today we're going to be talking about five reasons I stopped watching Wendy Williams and other toxic reality TV shows. And I want to have that conversation, but I really want to start a new practice in the podcast of just kicking us off with the affirmation of the week. So before we get into that, let's just talk a little bit of affirmation. Uh, Let's have a little bit of an affirmation conversation. So the affirmation that I am selecting for this week is going to be, I'm here for alignment. I'm here for alignment. I'm here for alignment. And to offer you just a little bit of a mini practice opportunity. So if you are a person who likes to work on affirmations, consider just doing a 60 second meditation every morning at the start of your day where you just kind of repeat your affirmation throughout that 60 second time frame to just really pull that thought further into your conscious mind as well as your subconscious mind as well. So I am here for alignment is gonna be our affirmation for this week. And so I hope this feels useful to someone who's listening. If this resonates with you, then please, you know, give this practice a try and then feel free to tell me how it goes. You're welcome to email me. Um, I'm excited for you to join me. So I want to jump now in to the the meat of what we're going to be talking about today. So the five reasons I stopped watching Wendy Williams and other toxic reality TV shows. And before we do that, maybe it's good to relate why is this useful information to you? Because we have to really think about what we put into our mind, into our awareness, into our energy. And so I just wonder if I share these tools or these uh, five reasons with you, if you'll see similarities in your own perspective. So I'm offering this as a tool of sorts to just do your own self-assessment of how you spend your attention, your energy, and your awareness, okay? Okay, so let's go ahead and kick off with a disclaimer. Yes, I'm aware the the, the Wendy Williams show is considered a daytime talk show, but I would say as of her pre-divorce, you know, right before she's had her divorce kind of kick off and all of that, the tabloid attention, she has definitely had a layer of her current life woven into her talk show. So I do find that it feels at times like a a toxic reality show. Um, So I should also say that Wendy Williams has never asked my opinion. Uh, Wendy Williams could probably care less about my opinion. And it does not matter to me in regards to me having this conversation today. So I want to say that I think Wendy Williams has a lot of talent in certain areas. But there are certain things that over the last few years have really started to pile up in that I don't need this for my own um, 
for this to be a part of my lifestyle dynamic. So let me also mention, I've been a Wendy watcher since the the sneak peek before the show was even signed on to continue. I was watching from day one, and I I was at at that time I was in college, like freshman status, some something around there. And in all honesty, for me. Watching Wendy was a great way to decompress from, um, you know, just the stress of my day, the stress of trying to get things done, the stress of like communication stuff, stress with friends, like just life stress, like just to take a break and watch something that feels like fluff, feels, you know, like mindless um, relaxation time where I can just be entertained. So that is what really drew me to Wendy. And then I continued to watch Wendy because I enjoyed that she included a layer of honesty about her own life experiences like you know her past history of drug use her past history of you know being in a marriage that um, didn't work out her past history of being um you know supported by her parents where she's has described it as feeling like she was shamed for being overweight. Um, So all of those things stood out to me. So I could see her struggle and relate to her struggle in my own life experience and some of the things that, you know, have come up in my own life. So I liked that she was relatable. But now I'm going to just kind of turn from there. Now that you're clear that I enjoyed Wendy, I thought she was great. I appreciated a lot of what she had to offer to where I am now. I'm no longer a college freshman. It's been mm, maybe 12 years. I'm just putting a number out there because I I don't want to trouble myself with doing the math. But it's been over a decade for sure since that time in my life where uh, I was just becoming introduced and aware of Wendy Williams. So at my coming of age, like into early 20s and all that, um, so what what has happened since then? So here's the five things that stand out to me specifically as far as like unique toxic patterns that just don't they don't seem to be dismissible enough to keep watching in my personal opinion and everyone's free to make their own decision. So this isn't me trying to Uh, create a negative context. I'm just sharing what I'm observing, okay? So the first thing would be that the show has (laughs) this interesting dynamic where Wendy appears as though she's she's fallen into the reality trap. And I call that sound bite behavior. So that's where you are doing things literally for the shock value with no authenticity attached. And I am really aware and intuitive of people and their behaviors. Call it my Pisces intuition here, but I'm really aware of quickly being able to read authenticity. And also, you know, that's kind of what brought me into maybe doing some of the work and becoming a a holistic therapist because I have a skill for being able to read what's not being said pretty well. Um, So what I want to say here is that she seems to, I think I was, the last time I watched Wendy Williams was just like a clip on her Instagram channel, maybe uh, two to four weeks ago. And in that clip, she was talking about Kim and Kanye's divorce and The reason that my stomach just churned is because she has outed or attempted to out Kanye West for years on her talk show, 
um, making references to him having a boyfriend. And if he did, if he does, that's his business. And it's not for us to judge if he doesn't, um, it's still not her place to have anything to say about who he chooses to spend his time with and how he chooses to interact with anyone. Um, so I felt that in that moment, when I watched her attempt to out Kanye West, I felt that Wendy Williams' behavior is inhumane. And I'm not, uh, inhumane is often used for reference to animals. But I think this is also valuable for how we treat each other. So how we treat each other as humans is how I'm equating the word inhumane. So as a holistic therapist with over a decade of experience working with clients identifying themselves LGBTQ, um, I know from supporting them how much of a struggle it is for them to come out. And so my heart churns, my stomach churns to see Wendy uh, be so disrespectful towards the experience of others. So it feels pretty homophobic to me. It feels um, like a lot of isms going on there. So that is something that I just personally don't want anything to do with. And I would not want to watch Wendy Williams' show because I don't want to see that. I just, I, I cannot be bothered to watch someone with this style of behavior pattern. Because if this was a person in real life, like imagine if you had Wendy Williams acting that way in your own house. I mean, you're inviting this person in via media. So she's in your in your space in a way. So to me, I, I could never tolerate being in the same room with Wendy Williams and having her behave this way and still be present and continuing to listen to what she has to say, right? So I had to get real and think about it in that in that context to understand like, yeah, entertainment's great, but I think there's still a layer of responsibility you need to take, especially when you're an adult. So um, that's, that's something that came up for me on the very last the very last time I chose to watch Wendy Williams, okay? Um, The second item here is the toxic spill effect. So looking at my goals for the year, um, watching toxic toxic reality TV feels like ingesting toxic waste on some level. And maybe it's subtle. Maybe it's not severe because I have a lot of control over my personal domain. Uh, But I've noticed after watching reality TV or anything that has like a who did what kind of component kind of component where we're just talking about folks and gossiping so there's other gossip um channels on youtube and they have such good um uh taglines um you know to get to get me interested like did you hear what beyonce said to so and so you know like that kind of stuff is really compelling but when i think about it after watching these types of toxic reality TV shows or like recap shows, um, I find, oops, I realized my mic just jumped on me. Um, I find that I feel more distracted and I feel sad for the people who are being disrespected and um, talked about with abandon with like no layer of respect or consideration or, you know, humane, humane approach to like, okay, this is a person I'm reporting this. I'm reporting this story as news or I'm reporting this story as gossip. Very, very different vibes. So I feel like the empath of within (laughs) cannot tolerate toxic spill effect because after I watch reality toxic TV shows 
I feel gross. I feel, you know, yucky. And I, I don't, I don't want my energy to be moved around, especially by my own choice in this way. So I'm being more mindful about what makes me feel like I'm um, energetic after consuming uh, like some, some sort of media. Is it energizing me or is it ruining my mood? Is it de-energizing me. So that's something to think about for yourself. Another point here is just like, what is what you're consuming as far as far as media energizing or de-energizing you? Um, So my, my empath crew will probably say, you know, you can, you can quickly decide what's what there. Um, So I want to move into um, reason number three. So let's go with reason number three here. My time is valuable. And, you know, when I think about it, Wendy Williams doesn't pay my bills, but my viewership helps pay her. So the more viewers she has, the more her show is going to be sustained and renewed. And I believe in buying power with time, attention, and money. So where I place my time, attention, and energy is something to be, you know, mindful about. So a reason that I'm personally not interested in continuing to watch Wendy Williams is because I have other things I could do. Like this is not fulfilling enough for me to um, make that a consistent practice or to return to that as a, a part of my day to day whatsoever. Um, and then I would say, I find like whenever I get stuck on the couch, cause it could be Netflix, it could be, you know, watching movies I've been, I'm just now starting to understand why people ever loved Harry Potter. I had no idea. It's actually pretty good. So don't be mad at me for being the literally last person to that party. But um, I do find that um, it's, it's a matter of asking myself, does this pay any of my bills? Is this refueling me in a way that feels useful or necessary? And sometimes the answer might be yes. Watching Harry Potter might be a good move if I am taxed and I need to relax and unwind and just let my mind rest. Maybe that's fine, but I don't want that to be a habit because I have things to do and I can't tell myself that this is helpful as a daily practice. So um, it's okay. I want to say that it's okay to sometimes decompress with media and watch, you know, something that feels entertaining. But that doesn't make it something that you probably want to create a full-blown routine out of, in my, in my experience, because it feels like it would get in the way of the other things you could be doing or the other things I could be doing. But that's for another point for you to consider, like, am I leaning potentially too much on this? And is this potentially taking away time from something else that I might want more? Like, do I want to watch Wendy Williams? Or do I want to have a successful business? Which one do I want more? <laughs> you know, so you can you can think about it in, in those ways, especially when you're trying to convince yourself to get off the couch and do something else. Or that's how I help myself get off the couch when I'm having, you know, the power struggle of, of you know, I would rather just continue to relax because I love to relax. Um, okay, so now that we've talked about um, time being valuable, Let's go to item number four. Uh, So with Wendy, if you have watched her show, you may have also noticed her staff interactions are 
cringy. Uh, and I find watching her interact with her stage crew usually leaves a weird cringy vibe where it's hard to watch or stomach just how they, it just feels, I don't know, like there's some authenticity happening between her and her stage crew. So I know it could be potentially that they don't want to be on a part of like the show that where they are seen on, on the, the TV show. But I also think it's just the interaction and communication patterns being off. So there's something about her communicating with her stage crew while filming the TV show that feels inauthentic. So reading how she interacts with Norman and Suzanne and some of the other stage crew, it just looks like a mismatch where Wendy is attempting to look like one of the girls (laughs) and then the stage crew seems to have a layer of like visible fear or like uh, anxiety (laughs) it's just hard to watch especially as a person who can quickly see how people demonstrate their feelings um so I personally don't necessarily want to see her interact with her stage crew just because it doesn't feel authentic it feels um mismatched and that's a little bit uh, it takes a lot of energy to figure out what is happening and why are they why is this not working it doesn't look like it's working um so personally i i don't expect you know for people to have communication patterns where there's a perfect flow and everything's super smooth all the time but it's consistent anxiety from her staff that appears uh when she's interacting with them so it just does not seem right like the forced laughter or like saying things when you can tell like they don't probably want to interact it's just not I don't know I don't like watching that it's it's we it's weird to me or it makes me feel uh tired because I'm trying to figure out why is it this way why are they why are they interacting this way why is he laughing it doesn't sound like a real laugh it sounds like he's just laughing because he's waiting for her to say something else so that kind of thing it's just bizarre um to me um all right so I will say number five and I'm sorry I get so sucked into like what I'm seeing and what I'm what I'm observing that um I'm coming back and just now remembering I have a mic <laughs> mic on. So hopefully you guys don't mind or hopefully you don't mind as you listen that I might I might get a little rant, a little ranty, but not too much, but just like a little gentle rant on trying to, you know, organize what I'm observing and getting the words just so sometimes. Okay. So going on to to reason number 5, Reason number five is mindset cultivation. So mindset cultivation is the practice of being conscious and aware of what you are putting in your mind and what you are removing or uh, reducing from your awareness. So that is the process of cultivating the mindset that you'd like to have to be the person you want to be, to have the life experience you want to have. And that's really important to me. So important that I created a mindset cultivation class or course for people to learn the four or five top um, most effective ways to really improve mindset. Um, But what I say, what I think about is what we expose our conscious and subconscious mind to really does matter. And I would rather work on my goals or do some activities that are authentically, collaterally relaxing. So collaterally relaxing as a term and the way I'm using it is, does this long-term benefit me 
Um, does this have any toxicity and how will this like elevate me on some level? And I like having um, open-ended fun and open, open-ended entertainment where it doesn't have to be like, all I do is meditate and yoga. Like I find, I find that to be a little bit closed. Um, so I like to do things from all different frames when it comes to media, but I just find Wendy Williams and toxic reality TV shows to be too toxic for me um, to feel like I'm gaining something from giving my attention in that way. So I want to encourage you to consider the five different reasons that I am deciding to end my relationship with reality, toxic reality TV and Wendy Williams as a Wendy, uh, like long time decade plus Wendy Watcher. Um, I wish her nothing but the best. And I guess the other thing I feel is worth mentioning, um, I think that Wendy, um, I don't know how to say this because I'm a therapist, but I'm not trying to like diagnose her. I think Wendy is not in a good spot. Like, I don't know her life. I don't experience her life, but just the behavior she demonstrates doesn't feel like it could help her stay, you know, in solid mental health or solid wellness. So if you are toxic 24 seven, uh, as your job, how do you stay in a good space? How do you hold on to your wellness? You know, so like, I'm not sure, but I see Wendy as not being happy. I see Wendy as being like the, sh- the show is useful to her. I mean, she's probably got millions from her efforts and the time she's put into the show. But when I think about it, like, is that the kind of work that really fulfills you? Or if that is what fulfills Wendy Williams, then how does she like keep herself in a good space? If a, p- a big part of her work and her life has been to um, practice the behaviors that I've described, you know? So just something to think about. (laughs) So all that to say, this is just me sharing my personal thoughts without judgment of anyone else's experience of Wendy Williams. But this is what I recently noticed. And I thought it could make a really good episode for the podcast because I think it's valuable for us to really take assessment from our own perspectives of what's happening in our own world. So I'm, I just wanted to share something that I observed observed recently and to get your feedback, see what you think of it. Um, so I would love to hear any uh, ideas that have percolated from today's uh, session. And I want to say that's probably probably enough for today as far as the, the Wendy William, Williams conversation. Uh, we do have a couple more segments. So we're going to do wellness in real life. And I want to have us jump in and get that going real quick. So wellness in real life is basically a segment where we are going to be talking about how to practice wellness um, in real life when life is busy happening. So today's topic is when you are too tired to work out, but you also know working out is going to give you extra energy. So my one hot tip for wellness in real life for this experience would would be to make small effort. Aim for just five minutes to start working on change behavior. So as much as working out can feel like a whole bunch, 
five minutes is always something we can convince ourselves to commit to. So if you can give yourself five minutes to stretch, five minutes to just walk around your kitchen or walk around your home, then that counts. But you want to be able to try to do something versus holding on to the I'm out of time excuse or I'm too tired excuse or I forgot excuse. And I say like, it's an ex- it's not necessarily an excuse because it's probably true, but you always still have five minutes. So there's not a scenario where five minutes disappears because you're still going to be there in five minutes. So you can always make room for that. But we don't want to get into the habit of letting that I forgot or I, I don't have time or um, I'm too tired. Because you'll continue to forget, you'll continue to not have time, and you'll continue to be too tired. So we have to stop letting that be the end of the story. So that is my little my little piece of encouragement to you from the wellness and real life corner of our show, okay? So now that we've done a little bit of a conversation there, be sure to let me know if this feels useful. I want to know if the wellness in real life um, conversations are helpful. And of course, sign up for the newsletter over at brandyjacksonwellness.com. So that way you can submit a wellness in real life um, experience for me to look at more closely in a future podcast episode. Okay, so let's go now to the wellness in review corner of the podcast. So over in the wellness and review corner of the podcast, what we talk about is a wellness tool resource tip, some sort of thing that is ideal to support your journey in wellness, health, happiness, and all of the good stuff. So I'm going to give a shout out today to my alarm clock. And it's one of those old school plug-in alarm clocks. And it's super great, founded on Amazon. I love this alarm clock because it has birds chirping as the as the alarm. So when I wake up, I listen to birds gem- gently chirping because there's a volume setting. So it's not screaming at me in an alarm kind of siren way. It's just gentle birds chirping. So I wake up gently and I really enjoy that. I also like that there's no phone in my room, which is also really good to help me sleep more deeply. And I find that when you have an old school alarm clock versus your phone, it increases your sleep wake patterns and like the consistency factor, um, less phone in hand behaviors. Um, I also like that uh, I can have a bit of a bedtime routine that feels more stable. So like my alarm clock is just set. I don't have anything to do with it. I don't have anything to distract me. That's the whole thing. So I personally really love having an old school, I guess it's called analog analog clock, I believe. But basically I feel like it frees me of focusing too deeply on distraction and more on consistency. So I wanted to shout out my analog alarm clock and encourage you to think about if that's something that can help your sleep routine. Um, So this is the wellness in review corner. And then I guess just to kind of pull our session together, here's the food for thought. Affirmations are brain food brain food and fuel. So I want to encourage you to consider the affirmation of the week and to consider the practice or the mini practice I offered. Also, I think if we just kind of look at the conversation about the toxic reality TV show and Wendy Williams, we want to remember it's important to protect our mindset, your mindset, our, my mindset, the mindset that we want to have. It's very important. It's also important to consider what you expose yourself to. If it's toxic to you, 
you'll know when you get there because it just won't sit well with you. So you'll kind of be able to quickly decide that for yourself. So also feel free to give feedback about if you've noticed any other things that have personally felt toxic to you. Um, I also want to champion for five minutes for change. It adds up. So as far as like not having energy, feeling tired, give yourself the five minutes. Try and avoid any excuse that tries to keep you stuck because freedom is on the other side. So let yourself get there and um, there's no person who's ever saying, who's ever said, well, I regret that five minutes I spent working on my, my health and wellness. So give yourself the time and the space. All right. So the next food for thought item is consider getting alarm clock, an old school analog alarm clock, uh, for improved sleep because you can totally get better rest, which helps you do everything else that much better. And then I would say, uh, from here, you know, we pretty much completed our uh, our holistic ambition episode two. But I would love to hear from you what resonated with you from today's episode. Have you signed up for the holistic ambition newsletter? Uh, so you can go to brandyjacksonwellness.com and it's brandy with an I. And then I also would say to if you love this conversation and would like to see more, please share this podcast. Let's grow our community and our conversations. I would love to see you at next week's podcast episode. So join me there and submit a wellness and real life experience over on the newsletter. So I hope that you've enjoyed the conversation. I hope that it's got you thinking about your perspectives on wellness and lifestyle a little bit more and energy protection. And I look forward to catching you in the next episode. I want you to Take great care and I will see you or I will talk with you again. Have a great day. Bye.